Colonel Ogata never questioned that the Americans would soon come to seize his island. Yet, at first glance, the need for Tinian was not obvious. Indeed, when after the First World War, American planners prepared a series of war plans in the event of a war between the Empire of Japan and the United States, later known as the War Plan Orange, they thought of both Saipan and Tinian as merely possible support bases to a fleet assault on the Philippines. Due to the paltry harbors offered at Guam, Saipan, and Tinian, these were viewed only as possible base sites for small flank guards while the main fleet advanced across the Pacific. However, as the years passed, more and more developments in the field of military weapons gradually increased the importance of the Mariana Islands. By 1935, the Army had a long-range bomber, the future B-17, coming into service with others in the planning stage. These planned bombers could be based in the Mariana Islands and strike Japan should the need arise. Rumors of large Japanese military concentrations on these islands further drew American interest to them. Despite growing interest in the Mariana Islands as a primary rather than a minor objective, all of the Orange War Plans and the subsequent Rainbow Plans left them at the outskirts of the planned main battle action. This all changed once the war broke out. The Orange and Rainbow plans had originally considered that the United States would have but one enemy, Japan. Now, faced with a two-front war and with the need to work closely with its allies, the pre-war plans had to be redrawn to adapt to existing conditions. Political considerations determined that the United States would direct its primary attentions to the European conflict against Germany and Italy. The war in the Pacific would remain defensive until the war against Germany succeeded sufficiently enough to allow forces to be diverted to the Pacific. Events quickly altered even these latest plans. Japan's swift and dangerous victories in the Pacific caused the United States to address their advance earlier than planned. A threat to another ally, Australia, thrust the United States into an offensive war in the South Pacific. Once committed, it became clear that offensive warfare needed to be maintained in order to avoid surrendering the initiative to Japan. Still another factor was the interest of the United States Navy in the Pacific. Clearly, the war in Europe was going to be an army war, with its vast land area to be conquered. The Pacific, on the other hand, would be primarily a sea war, with vast ocean areas to be conquered. Fleet Admiral Ernest J. King, senior U.S. Navy commander, quickly focused on this aspect of the war and convinced the Joint Chiefs of Staff to have the Navy, with Army help, conduct a Central Pacific campaign. The U.S. Army, already heavily committed in Europe and the Southwest Pacific, would be hard-pressed to comply, and so the Navy would use mainly its own resources, including an enlarged U.S. Marine Corps, to achieve its Central Pacific objectives.